Amen. Amen. Turn with me to Psalm 1 this morning. Psalm chapter 1. Not Matthew 26. I don't know what I'm doing at Matthew 26. Psalm 1. There we go. Psalm chapter 1 says this. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, and the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Amen. Where are you planted? Are you by the stream? Or are you in the desert? What are you consuming? What are you taking in? How are you being fed? Does it matter? Does it make a difference? This morning we're coming to the end of our summer of Psalms. And before we go any further, I do have to apologize. I uh, made a mistake and it's been pointed out to me and I really feel like I've let you all done down because we've been calling this the Summer of Psalms and the whole time I should have been spelling summer with a P. (laughs) This amazing joke was just laying right there and I just missed it. And I can only apologize and promise to do better in the future. I think we can heal from this and move forward. But this is amazing. The the summer of Psalms. We've been walking through the Psalms together this summer and exploring and being challenged and encouraged by these poems written by people thousands of years ago but expressing Things so deep and profound connected to our own experience here and now, today. The Psalms reveal truth about God, about ourselves, about our sin and our relationship to Him, about the hunger we feel to be connected to our Father about the evil and the pain that we see and we experience in the world. They're beautiful. They're intense. They're profound. They can be uncomfortable, and God means for us to see Him through them. Because the Psalms are not just flat words on a page. They're meant to be experienced, to be prayed through, to be meditated on, sung. They are art meant to make us feel something, to connect our spirit with God's in a way that logic and reason can't do. They are relationship written down. And they require us to take time 
with them. They invite us to take time. They're not meant to just teach us facts about God or life or people. They are spiritual expressions of what God has created us to be, connecting us back to that. As we've been preaching through them, we've been challenging you to come back to them in the week that follows, to see how God speaks to you through the words that we've studied together, to allow God to speak to you, to hear Him with your heart. And I hope that you've been able to do that, and that as you have, you have experienced relationship with God in a new and a deeper way that God has been drawing you into His Word and filling you with a hunger and a need for His presence. Just as is expressed over and over in these psalms, these psalms are powerful and, and beautiful and there is so much there that God wants us to understand. And as we come to the end of our time in the psalms, In this series this morning, we come to the beginning, to Psalm chapter 1, probably the most read psalm, if not the most familiar psalm necessarily, because every time someone sits down to perhaps read through all the psalms or a psalm a day or something like that, they might not make it all the way through, but they'll get this far. We don't know who wrote this psalm. There's no preamble, no attribution, but... Psalm 1 was placed here for a reason. It is, in a a sense, an introduction to the whole of the book of Psalms, an invitation to us to experience what God has intended for us in the pages that follow. In fact, if you were to open a medieval handwritten manuscript, of the Psalms at its beginning, chances are you would find this Psalm written perhaps in red ink with no chapter number because they saw it as a gateway to the whole of the Psalms, inviting us to consider the songs that follow to have the effect of divine guidance of Torah, putting our hearts in a place That we're ready to receive what God has for us. And not just to the Psalms, but to relationship with God as a whole. Psalm 1 begins with this challenge. It says, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked. Or stand in the way that sinners take. Or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord who meditates on his law day and night. Psalm 1 is calling us to the whole of the scriptures to experience and embrace all of what God has said to us and to live a life then that is shaped and molded by that. That we would live in in holiness and righteousness, not just drawn into the patterns and habits of the world around us, meditating on the law day and night. That we would delight in the law of the Lord, living in step with Him. 
Because that person is like a tree. Planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season. Whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prospers. What a beautiful picture. He calls my mind to Psalm 23. He leads me to green pastures. Beside quiet waters he restores my soul. And it's the kind of image that we have all through Scripture. The prophet Jeremiah says, Blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in Him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends its roots out by the stream. It does not fear when the heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in a year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. Jesus connects to this image in John 15 when he says, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. God is constantly calling us to deep connection and relationship with him, to be close to him. For our soul to be fed by him. To stay with him. tree isn't meant to be moved. It's meant to grow where it's planted. And God is inviting us to plant ourselves firmly with Him. Right on the shore of the stream. To a life rich with blessing and abundance. And if we don't, he knows what will happen. Not so the wicked, he says. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. From deep roots flowing streams, green leaves to dry chaff being blown away by the wind. God's word is life. He's inviting us to experience life, abundant life, Jesus says. And we can. We can have that life. It's not just a nice poem. He means it for real. So why do we struggle? Why don't we care? We, why do we so often wander off to the desert instead of being planted by the stream? One of the richest times in my spiritual life was when I was a gas well operator, I drove a truck around to the gas wells in southern Alberta, doing maintenance out in the field. And in that job, you worked alone a lot, often all day. There was a lot of in-between time in things, a lot of waiting for things to happen so you could move on. And for the first while, I found I kind of got bored. There wasn't much to do sometimes. And other guys even would do things like bring portable DVD players along and watch movies and TV shows. Shows my age too that they didn't have an iPad and they were streaming it. They plugged their VHS in in their truck. And I was going to do that too. 
But one day I thought, wait a minute, why don't I bring my Bible along and read that? What a novel idea for a follower of Jesus. Crazy, right? And so I did, and I read Scripture for sometimes even hours in a day. Brought my Bible with me in the trucks, and I read more Scripture in those months than I ever had before. And it was amazing how my relationship with Jesus grew, how I grew, how my heart was shaped and molded. Blessed is the one whose delight is in the law of the Lord, who meditates on his law day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water. And I experienced that in a way I never had before. It was exciting. It was powerful. It was amazing. And then I just kind of stopped. Why? Why do we do that? My life changed for sure. I moved on from that job and I didn't have the same time as I did. Sure, fine. But it was so good and I was enjoying it so much. Why did I stop? Why does it feel like it can be a struggle to spend time in the Word? And there's lots of reasons, but so much of it is just the way we choose to spend our time. We have so many responsibilities. I've got young kids. That takes a huge amount of energy. You have schoolwork, work, work, caring for people, trying to connect with people a little bit. We're busy. But we also always time, find time for the things that we care about and enjoy. Always. How much time can we spend absent-mindedly Scrolling through Facebook or Instagram or TikTok, watching YouTube or Twitch or news or sports, hours, hours, filling our minds with things designed to stimulate and irritate. To make us anxious and keep our eyeballs on the screen so that they can sell us something. And then we're tired and irritated. And we've spent 60 hours at work and so many hours being something for someone. So many more hours just scrolling through a free feed or staring at a screen and then God feels distant. Isn't that weird? We feel like He's not there. We feel dry and empty, whatever could be the problem. And all the time, God is inviting us to the stream to be planted in rich, Soil, fed by Him, to delight in Him, in His Word. 
And we need it more than anything. We need Him, that calm, clear water ready to refresh you, to feed you, to restore you, to fill you. What are we doing? And so immediately we feel when something like this is said that now we need to add another thing to our life to make us better and we feel guilty and wonder how we're going to fit it in. I get it. I get that struggle. But the mistake we make is that it's not about fitting it in. Because when we follow Jesus, it's not about plugging him into our already busy life, squeezing him into a little corner that he can fit. It's allowing him to completely reorganize our life. Especially if we're coming to him new and fresh, but especially also if you've been following him for a long time, we can let things fill that time and fill that time and our priorities can get all out of order. We need him to reset our priorities, to draw us to himself, to fill us with a hunger for his word, for his presence, for his spirit. And that will mean setting some things down, putting some boundaries. You cannot be everything to everyone, and you cannot do everything you wish you could. And if you truly desire to put Jesus at the center of your life, to be the foundation, to be the stream by which you are planted, to stay there and live there with Him, you have to let Him set your focus, your priorities transform your heart and your mind and what you want to draw you to delight in Him. Next week is our fall kickoff and so much of our lives are ramping up around this time. Again, school started just this week. Colleges are back in. All kinds of sports and activities, responsibilities are filling our lives more and more. And as all of that happens... As we step into the fall in this new season, God is asking you in this psalm, where are you planted? What do you want? Because if we just let life happen to us, we're going to be driven out into the desert. But if you want Jesus to be your life, he's inviting you to the stream to delight in him, in his word, to live with his spirit. This morning we're going to celebrate communion and the reality is that the writer of Psalm chapter 1 doesn't even under, didn't even understand what God was truly going to do when he wrote it how real that stream was truly going to be. The kind of life that God was really going to offer because in the sacrifice of Jesus for us, we have new life, abundant life, eternal life with Him forever. The Spirit lives in us. 
and brings us the life that the psalmist is so hungry for. We're still going to fail. We're still going to fall, but God is inviting you to the stream to receive from Him. And as we walk through this together, let's invite Jesus to fill us again with a hunger for His Word, for His presence, so that we can be made whole. I'm going to invite our communion hander outers up this morning, and we're going to invite you to send someone from your family. If you're here as an individual, you can make your way uh, on your own. But if you're here with friends or with family, we'd invite you to send someone up on their behalf to gather the elements. We're going to walk through this time of communion together and remember the sacrifice of Jesus and celebrate, again, what Jesus has done, that His Spirit is present here with us, that we are free And that this life that the psalmist is talking about is so much more real than he could have possibly imagined. We can celebrate that and enjoy that. Let's pray together as we take communion this morning. Father God, we bow before you and we surrender. And we ask your forgiveness again, Father, for all the times and the ways that we try to do it on our own. That we get our priorities all mixed up, that we try to carry this burden of life responsibility on our own. And Father, for all the ways that we go to the wrong places to be fed, you are inviting us to the stream and we go everywhere but. Relationships, money, entertainment, anything. But, God, help us to have that hunger for you, for your word, that we would seek health and life in the one place it can truly be found. You would fill us with that desire to delight in you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy, God, as we struggle. We ask that you help us to trust you. God, as we come now and take of these elements, that we would remember the cost of our sin and the new life that you are inviting us into. In Jesus' name, amen. You can come as you feel led.